episode number 231 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to create an emotionally equipped world. I created two simple step-by-step tools that empower you in your life and in your relationships so you can be calm, be in control, and feel better in any moment. I'm the author of two award-winning books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. You can learn more about these books and more by heading over to my website, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So last night, I returned home from being away for two days. My oldest son celebrated his 16th birthday, and in honor of that, he asked me if I could take him and his three friends on a two-day trip to go rock climbing, which is his thing. This is his sport and his passion, And to me, the answer was a no-brainer. Of course I would take him. And I say that for several reasons. One, I love my son. Two, I love spending time with my son. Three, it would be a chance for me to get away, which I always love to do. And four, my son is growing up and he's probably not going to be inviting me to do things much with him anymore once he becomes independent and can drive on his own. And so I wanted to take advantage of this. So away we went, one hour north of where we live, to a cave called Nezer, which is on the border with Lebanon. Now, I'm quite aware that my son's intention of inviting me was to be his driver, and I had no intention of ruining his trip with his friends. And like I said, I saw this as an opportunity to also just take myself on a solo retreat. And so the first day, I just took an Airbnb, and I brought my laptop with me, and I did work on the computer. I slept at the Airbnb that night while my son and his friends camped out. But in the morning, I decided I didn't want to spend the second day in that apartment. I wanted to be in nature. And so I chose on that second day to check out of the Airbnb and just be where the boys would be climbing. Because while I dropped them off at the start of the hiking trail to the cave the day before, I didn't walk them to the starting point. I didn't walk them to the actual cave. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if it would be comfortable for me to stay there with them or if it would be comfortable for them if I were going to be there. But I told them that I would walk down with them to the cave and just check it out. And whoa, what an amazing place. This cave was only recently turned into a rock climbing place within the last decade or so, and so it was quite desolate. There were only a few other climbers that day, and they were actually pretty professional. And between the gigantic cave and the huge amount of trees that were growing alongside the cave, you were in shade the entire time. And there was plenty of places to sit and rest under those trees for people like me who weren't climbing. Anyway, so the boys started climbing, and I started taking some videos and photos, and then I found myself a sweet little spot for my solo retreat, where I rested and meditated and read a book the rest of that day. It was just magical to be able to be in the best of two worlds. On the one hand, to be alone and in self-reflection, and on the other hand, you know, to kind of be in my son's experience. I posted photos on my Facebook page and on my Instagram account if you want to go see some amazing and like 
whoa, photos and videos. While pictures can't always do it justice, I still think you'll be in awe, just like I was. Anyway, it was an awesome, awesome two days for me and for my son. And around six o'clock in the evening, he and his friends started to pack up all their equipment and head to the car so we could go home. And what I wanted to share with you today is what I noticed, what I was feeling on the way home. Anxiety. I started to get nervous about the return home as my returns, whatever they may be, right? Whether I'm going away on a trip or whether I just go to the supermarket, my returns often tend to be challenging, not necessarily on my end, but for those whom I left behind, right? My kids and my husband. So for example, okay, when I come home, even from the supermarket, I feel like I come home to a barrage of questions and needs to show me something or needs to ask me something or needs for me to read them a chapter or put them to sleep or clean the kitchen or do the laundry or something. That is to say, my returns aren't usually peaceful and quiet. I don't usually just, you know, empty my bags, take a shower, go to sleep. It's usually, well, like the complete opposite of that. And as I was driving home, I was noticing my grip on the wheel, and I got curious about that. Why was I feeling anxious after two days of feeling completely calm and relaxed? It was because of my quote-unquote knowing of what was to come. And so instead of getting sucked into getting stuck in the future moment, I decided to take responsibility and get myself clear so that I could do my best to avoid getting stuck. See, I got calm. I took some breaths while I was driving and I let myself notice what I was thinking and what I was feeling so that I had data to work with as I moved forward in this process. L for lighten. I know my kids are going to be needy. I know my husband is going to be needy. I know the house is going to be a mess, right? Those were my thoughts that I uncovered. And I lightened my thoughts by staying curious about them. Maybe the kids aren't going to be needy. And maybe my husband won't be either. And maybe the house is going to be totally clean. I don't know, right? Because I can't predict the future. And by always basing my future on what my past has told me, I'm not necessarily ever going to create a new future for myself. E. Expect. I hoped that I would come home to a clean house, and I hoped that I could just do what I needed to do to settle in without being bombarded by everyone. A, I totally accepted the possibility that that might not happen, because it might not. And R, I took responsibility for committing to being calm. And that would look like breathing through chaos if everyone was demanding my attention at the same time. And it would mean not being agitated if the house was a mess. And it would mean reading to my son if he asked for me to read another chapter to him. And it may mean delaying putting my stuff away. And it would probably mean just noticing my thoughts and staying present and making mindful choices. And so I walked into the house being calm. And guess what? The images I had in my mind 
of what I knew was going to happen, they weren't there. The kids were quietly on the computer. It hardly even fazed them that I walked into the door. After my husband gave me a hug, he went up the shower, and the kitchen was totally clean. I had the time and space to put my stuff away, to eat, to put my kids to sleep quietly and easily, and then to go to bed within an hour of arriving home. Whoa. I was totally wrong, and you know what? It felt fantastic to be wrong. (laughs) And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge myself, something I encourage all of you to do, specifically when you create results that you're looking for in your life, because it's so important to provide proof for your mind that you can actually create change. And by the way, when I say creating results, I don't mean coming home to a clean house and, you know, people who didn't need me. I mean that I came in being the person I wanted to be. Now, why is it important to acknowledge yourself? Because your mind is always going to try to find evidence that you can't do something. It's going to try to find evidence that change is impossible and that you shouldn't even try to make an effort to do anything differently. And so when you do set out to make a mindful choice and you do end up creating the result that you want, even if that result is like being present for just a few seconds and you're noticing what's going on, I encourage you to acknowledge yourself because you're building that muscle. The more you strengthen yourself in that way, in terms of putting yourself out there as who it is you want to be and then actually doing it, the more you'll continue to create the results you want to have in your life because you'll have proof that you actually can. And another reason it's important to do so is that you can't expect other people to acknowledge you. You just can't. Other people may not even know the work that you're doing. And even if they are, they're not responsible to acknowledge you. They just aren't. But you can be if you want. And I do believe there's a ton of power in doing so. So what are you working on right now in your life where you might be able to notice your expectations of a certain future event and consider letting yourself be wrong about them? That is, to just stay open to the possibility that what you expect, even if you've seen it time and time and time again, it might not happen that way. Where and how can you practice going in clear into a future moment? I just started facilitating a Getting Unstuck virtual retreat last week, and one of the things we're focusing on is simply raising our consciousness and noticing Noticing anything, what we see, what we hear, what we can physically feel, what we're thinking, what we're feeling emotionally. And we're doing this because this is where the start of change occurs. It occurs from consciousness. You can't make changes in your life from a place of unconsciousness because you won't have any material to work with. The material you work with has to come from your own awareness. And only from there can you continue to go through the tools to get unstuck or to avoid getting stuck in the future. Okay, my dear friends, I have a fun-filled week coming up. My husband invited me to go away on a three-day retreat, and the name of this retreat is 
be happy. And I am planning to participate in the swim across the Sea of Galilee at the end of the week. And you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be getting clear for both of those events so I can feel in control and create the results that I want to see. I look forward to sharing those experiences with you, either on this podcast or on social media or both. So definitely stay tuned. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me this week. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please join me over on Instagram at Shira Gura for more valuable content, motivation, and inspiration to bring these tools into your life. I hope to see you over there, and I look forward to being with you again next week.